0: Welcome to the Maven's Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman.
1: Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Maven's Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary mavens who bring a light to our world. Couldn't be more excited to be sitting here today in the Mixer Commons on the Microsoft campus in Redmond, Washington, with none other than Karawana Gatimu. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. That's a
0: great intro. (laughs) Yes.
1: And uh, Karawana and I uh, have been catching up and uh, figured I'd have her on. She is a maven of many sorts, technology and diversity, inclusion and adoption, and is also just an awesome friend. So... (laughs) Um, wanted to get with her today and talk about all those wonderful things. So um, let tell everybody what you do at Microsoft, will
0: you? Oh, sure, I will. And thank you for having me. Sure. I think that the uh, <laughs> being here, you brought the sunshine to Redmond, Washington. It I is try. beautiful out here today, which is, <laughs> I'm finally thawing from snowmageddon. Yes. Um, so I work in Microsoft Teams Engineering, and I run our customer advocacy group. Right. And we're a little bit of a unique team from Microsoft, because we bring together all the adoption best practices, uh, documentation, Documentation and guidance, uh, worldwide training, but a lot of feedback and also uh, quality work with our uh, our tap program, Mm -hmm. our pre-release program. So it's fun to have all that together. It's like I found my tribe, uh, and (laughs) it's a it's a pleasure to get to lead that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're here. um, Are we allowed to say where we are? Oh yes, you can say yes. We're right here at MVP Summit. So I'm a Microsoft MVP in the ops the Office Apps and uh, Services segment, and so I got to see Kara want to speak. We'll probably see her speak a couple of times. And um, wh- what we do here is we get updates on things. And a lot of it is under non-disclosure because it's coming soon kind of thing. But there's lots of great things coming with teams. And we got a, a sneak peek for some. And then a lot was released because of, was it, Enterprise
0: Connect? Enterprise Connect, yes. yes. That's a major conference. It happens to be the same week this year yeah. as MVP Summit, yep. uh, as well as things happening uh, for any of your European listeners. We had our Amsterdam Ignite oh, right. Tour this week yes. as well. So lots of things happening around the globe and we're privileged to be such a big part of that front and center for Microsoft strategy. Microsoft Teams is is a big piece of the m365 strategy going yeah. forward and you know um it, it, i've been lucky to get to work in these spaces i worked in sharepoint when it was new i worked on the yammer acquisition worked on the release of power bi right. and now i'm here and you know it's really exciting uh to be around a new product especially one that's been as well received yeah. as actually all of those have but especially teams right now as a is a hot topic
1: yeah i think in talking to customers and partners and in the space, we've been talking about how you know SharePoint has is, you know, is beloved and been along for, for such a long time, and that Microsoft Teams is really making M365, Microsoft 365 and Office 365 sticky. Yes. You know, in a way that um, it's it's kind of pushed things to the next level, I think, which is really exciting. Will you talk about sort of the adoption programs that you have around that? Because I know you do a lot in that. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, we definitely do. We do think that it makes Office 365 sticky, but what we even more hope is that it is really transforming that experience. Yeah. You know, people have given us feedback, and this is I believe that Teams is a representation of the transformation of our own corporate culture. Mm-hmm. You know, with Satya here and the whole leadership team really focus, focusing on diversity, inclusion, being open, action and customer feedback. That's really how Teams was born. Right. And so what it's trying to do is provide that center of gravity for that communication and collaboration. Well, that's great, sure. but it's also a big change for people, right? And likely not the only change going on for them. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to have like an adoption. People have lives outside they do of amazing. Even I have a life. <laughs> Nobody knows that, of course. I think my life is Teams, but I actually do a real life, and yep. in my real life, there's other things going on yeah. besides some new application that I'm supposed to learn. Right. Uh, and so you know, we we have an entirely new adoption framework um, mm-hmm. that we took that feedback from our customers and that I do a lot of uh, direct customer engagement, right. which for me is my bread and butter. Like, mm-hmm. I really like to have what I call truth from the trenches. right? What is actually happening out there in the field with um, our customers trying to drive adoption? And so we took all that feedback and we altered the Office 365 adoption framework and Microsoft Teams was the first uh, group to put that into production. I was on the V Team that, right. that changed the main framework. And, you know, we think it's going to help people, um, you know, find their tribe, right? Find their tribe, tell the story and use our tools to drive adoption more easily.
1: Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and so when uh, just so folks, there's you know folks that are definitely in technology who listen, but like there's folks that aren't. So your mm. title.
0: Oh yes, so so, um, so so titles inside Microsoft are like kind of super confusing. <laughs> <laughs> when you you know, and that's okay. If you look on LinkedIn, a lot of us don't use our internal title right. on our LinkedIn profile. Sure, sure, sure. I happen to, but you know that's right. why I say I'm the lead of the customer advocacy group. Okay, yep. okay? but technically I'm a principal. PM Manager. So right. that's a Principal Program Manager Manager. Right. So I manage other PMs because yeah. I'm a lead. I have a, a team. Right. Um, but it, but it's funny, right? Yeah. But, you know, that, that Principal title is basically you earn that inside of Microsoft when you get to a point where you are supposed to drive your own programs forward. Right. Not that other people don't, uh, but there's a greater expectation that's on you once you reach that principal level. Yep. Um, It's considered a leadership level. So, you know, I was lucky I came into Microsoft that way um, because I've been a director and a GM and all sorts Mm -hmm. of other stuff elsewhere.
1: When you were at Skechers as well.
0: I was, I was, I was the chief SharePoint architect at Skechers and I ran e-commerce there uh, and digital marketing marketing. uh, and so, you know, that was a great job. I love sketchers. They're mm-hmm. a fantastic company. A lot of fun. And that was at the time when, you know, back then, I remember my VP of IT coming to my desk and handing me an iPad and saying, listen, make SharePoint work on this.
1: <laughs> okay. Right? On yeah. the first Let's on the go. first
0: iPad. I'm yep. like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. So, you know... Um, I think that it's the same situation now. People out there, you see teams, you want to use it, there's probably some IT person who's still trying to figure it out, and my job is to bring those two things together. Mm -hmm. What the business needs and what IT pros can do and help move that along. So, um, I did have a hand in designing this job, and for anybody out there who's listening from a career development perspective. I'd say, you know, you want a job, design it, own it, go after it. You know, I lobbied people for a long time to make this role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had different iterations of it along the last, I'd say, like four or five years. Right. So, you know, I'm really lucky now that I got That's I awesome. got the gig. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you
1: have to craft your own world. You have to yeah. craft your own path a yeah. lot of the time. You know? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so Caruana and I have had the pleasure of, you know, we met uh officially ignite a couple years ago and talked pretty much the rest of the evening into the morning i believe and uh (laughs) and then we've been doing great just stuff together and i have to say thank you for being such a great advocate and saying hey heather do you want to do this and i think we do that for each other we do and i I just appreciate that. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like
0: to be an active MythBuster. Yeah, that powerful, intelligent women can't band together and work together effortlessly. Yep. I think there's still a lot of myths out there around that. I don't mm-hmm. believe any of them. Yep. They've very rarely been my experience. Um, usually when I meet other really smart women, they're always excited to find out what you do and start to partner and do right. cool stuff. And we happen to have a lot in common. Sure. So, you yes. know, that was, it was even easier. Right. We just clicked like, <laughs> (laughs) tribe members do but you know i also think it's important i think it's an important example um Mm -hmm. to set like hey we're all in this together we have to band together to create the world we want to see
1: yeah absolutely and so we've had the chance to do a few things together like you came down to sharepoint saturday los angeles and we went to the european sharepoint conference and did workshops together so we led Workshops um, uh, on the show floor uh, for networking and leadership and empowerment and all of that, and we have we're about to uh, embark on another one. So. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited! SharePoint Conference
0: North America. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you know so Las
1: Vegas, third week of May. If yes. you haven't registered or don't know,
0: right? Exactly, and yep. you know what I like about the SharePoint Conference is, you know, Ignite is such a huge event, yeah. and I think it's a wonderful event, yep. obviously. Uh, and you can learn everything you might ever want to know about any Microsoft project uh, product at Ignite. What I like about SharePoint Conference is, is it's focused on that collaboration space, yep. and so you can deep dive with other product group members and and your, meet other customers and hear what they're doing. Um, you know, the attendance is such that. You You can actually kind of get to know people yeah Um, a lot of deep dive content on a variety of subjects and teams of course has a track there in the SharePoint conference Uh, and we're about to do our uh, diversity inclusion and belonging track and what's really amazing about that is SharePoint conference was one of the first conferences to have a dedicated track for diversity inclusion and belonging um, on at the same time as other technical content And that's because it's that's how important this is, mm-hmm. right? If yep. we don't have um better diversity if we if people are maybe diverse but they don't feel included and if you you may be included but you don't feel like you belong, right. we won't actually design products that work for everyone yeah um so uh, you know I'm super excited to yeah. be involved in that
1: and it's you know we did it last year and it was the first time and it got a lot of you know talk and feedback and and that's the other thing too that I really love about our community is that you know it's like some stuff worked and it worked really well and it was great that we did it and there's other things that didn't
0: right you exactly. know
1: and we were like what didn't work tell us let's figure this out and you know we we have a committee that is working on this you know um and we did last year as well and you know kathy du is from women in SharePoint is heading a lot of things up and jennifer mason and You know, and all the folks that work um, uh, on the Microsoft team. So, you know, it's it's not these things aren't just in a bubble. You know, and it's great to have a bunch of different voices and also people involved in it. And you know, putting out a call for speakers and all of that. And I think we're about to do a call for meetup um, leads and all all of those things. So, you know, the diversity, inclusion, and belonging area is is a it's a moving target, and it always has been. And what I'm you know, Jen stir up. Um, it was part of, and they created a, a, a diversity and inclusion um, advisory board this year for the MVP Summit, uh, which I was on. And it was really amazing. to. And it's got, I think, I don't know, there's probably 50 people on it. And yep. it's
0: everyone. Exactly. You know, it's,
1: it's not just women. It's it's everyone. And everybody was contributing. You know, and I did, did you see part of the pre-day? Uh, I did. I yeah. did see
0: part of the pre-day. Mm-hmm. And the thing, you just hit on something that's really important. Diversity, inclusion, and belonging is not just about... Um, you know, different genders mm-hmm. and different you know ethnicities. It's about everyone coming together and feeling a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And I think you know, um, as a longtime community activist in a variety of topics, technology yep. and otherwise. One of the things that I think is most important for people who are doing community leadership is to be open and to take feedback and criticism very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And to really make other people feel like they get to have a voice and a choice in the direction of those communities and those events and what have you. Because sometimes these things can become like some sort of a clique and I think that that's very dangerous for our causes right now I I think it's very very important um, to be open to feedback to be open to other people shaping things and you know you may encounter people who have opinions that you don't agree with that's okay because we need that is the essence of diversity it's not diversity in how you look it's also diversity in how you think yeah uh, that is important to really um, you know moving us forward and especially right now in the US right now we need that ability to hear other people we need we're pretty good at talking in the United States. Yes. We're not so good at listening. No. <laughs> and one of the, the things that I really try to contribute, even though I am a talker is to really help people understand listening skills and what it means to be an active listener. Right. Uh, I think from a, a community standpoint, that's what I love about the SPC DNA committee. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right. We took that feedback back. Um, you know, we were open we were, you know, we, we invited that feedback yep. uh, and now we're actioning it. We're mm-hmm. making changes and people are going to be able to see themselves reflected back in, the community, yep. which is all anybody really wants. Yeah, they just want to see themselves in the bigger picture mm-hmm. to know that they matter. Yep. I think it's really important to to do that. It's yeah. certainly part of the legacy I'm trying to leave. I was uh, recently nominated to the Experiences and Devices Women's Board, oh, great. Um, which is, uh, is Rajesh Shah's organization, which is all of office. We have a women's board, and you know, senior female technical leaders from all across that group. Uh, we're coming together, technical and you know, PM. All disciplines are are represented. And to me, that's a huge honor. And I really take that stuff seriously, because I want to participate and leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly, I don't want any other woman to have to go through what I went through to get here in my career. Here, here. And, you know, that's why <laughs> yeah. I created the Service Adoption yeah. Specialist right. course, so that you, people can take and validate their skills, people who mm-hmm. are business and technical and communication skills. Yeah. There was nothing for us. And I just thought that that was not okay, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, it's brand new, you know, it came out in January, um, we've had over uh, 5,800 people take the course. Yep. Um, we have the second highest conversion rate to wow. uh, paid certifications okay. um, of any edX course ever. Yeah. And that validated for me that, yeah, there's a segment here in this industry that really needs this career path modeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled about that. And yeah. so many of them are women. Yeah. right because women come from very diverse career backgrounds we end up in tech you know we're i'm theater trained i know I am, you are yeah. right we <laughs> did this was not our primary place um and so you know i think that all of this work whether it's diversity inclusion the adoption work you know everything i'm really trying to leave this this breadcrumb trail this neon breadcrumb trail <laughs> that's very obvious yeah. about how you can move forward yeah. even if you don't have a traditional technology education absolutely because i don't yeah you know right. i don't have and for a long time i wouldn't even talk about that mm-hmm. cuz i was too insecure about it.
1: Oh yeah, i had the imposter syndrome about it all the i would say oh well i'm ju- i was just yes a theater major. Mhm. And uh, a dear person in my life pointed that out to me and i was like Oh my goodness. I was like I use it every
0: day. That word just is to me, it's like oh. it's like part of the evil empire. Yeah. I use it kind of yeah. Just, I'm kind of just language, it is right? it's doubt language. That's exactly true. Yeah. And it's habit. For yeah, me oh, it's yeah. been habit and mm-hmm. I've really tried to work on especially when I'm speaking in public. Yep. You know, I'm still working on editing the thoughts in my own head. Uh-huh. That's going to be a <laughs> lifelong uh journey, I think.
1: I know. I wish Grammarly could be stuck here, well, I or um, right? or something <laughs> something weak. yeah,
0: something exactly. <laughs> I wish that um, uh, you know, but but at least when I speak in public, I very much try not to minimize my talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have talent. People mm-hmm. pay me for it. Yeah, why well, am I the one that's minimizing it? That right. makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but well, it's, it's a like journey.
1: Doing it before somebody else does it to you, right? That's right. That's usually the that's
0: right thought process. Yeah, because I'm anticipating how my career was. 25 years ago that imprinted Mm -hmm. upon me Um, and the truth is it's not like that today Mm -hmm. and I also have to accept that some things have changed Mm -hmm. uh, and for the better Yeah. So that's not always easy for me to do. I am a, uh, I'm a grown dog. I won't call myself an old dog, but I'm a grown dog and I still have to learn new tricks sometimes and let the change wash over me and be in the present era. Absolutely. Instead of the old one.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting in looking at, you know, you and I are in the similar, um, I would say, you know, grown dog. Yeah. uh, Bracket. Hashtag grown dog. We just made it Grown dog. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it is interesting looking at you know um, uh, like people on that are you know, a generation ahead of us and then the generation you know younger, and you know how they fit in the mix and and where how we have conversations with them. and there's this sort of wave of sort of, you know, uh, there's a push. there's a there's a lot going on in our world right now, and I really it's interesting making sure all voices get heard.
0: Absolutely. And what some of the most valuable conversations I have, and they're not official reverse mentoring relationships, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of young women that I know who find me through one way or another, and I add them to my mentoring circle or whatever inside Microsoft. And they are so important to me. They keep me fresh. They keep me connected. They they help me understand things from a different point of view. They also help me understand the persistence of certain things. Mm -hmm. As an African-American woman, you know, in a technical field, there's not that many of us. Um, It is definitely changing, for sure. Um, But we are, you know, kind of one more step in the kind of diversity and inclusion uh, pattern there. And so there are certain things, especially in certain parts of this country, um, that we haven't healed yet in terms of being nice to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, part of me gets angry about that. Part of me gets frustrated. And part of me just digs my heels in. I am determined not to allow... Uh, limiting ideas have an impact on me or mine mm. and so I take that mine pretty broadly and too. so you know <laughs> i I just want to do everything I can to again make that neon path for people to expand any way they want to in an authentic way yeah you know
1: absolutely and I think you know like you I know you do this I do this we travel we both travel a lot extensively yeah. throughout the world and you know, I just got back from India and I mean, right. you know you're going to all kinds of places as well and you know I think that's the other thing with this when you do this kind of work also understanding that you know you, you have to you one way to, to talk about diversity, inclusion, and belonging here is very different in other yes. places in the world. And we were in Puerto Rico and it was like, Puerto Rico's diverse because of its history. And exactly. it's not the nicest history either. And right. Some, you know what I mean? So you, you have to also think about that. You can't just sort of pop in and be like, hi! I know. Lah. I know, you know, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. super important too. Well, and
0: you know, that to me that goes again to those listening skills. I yeah. think in the U.S. and we're not, we're not trained in that. I, you know, there's a public speaking course you take in college there's not an active listening one unless you're a psych major (laughs) so you know of course i was so i did but you know um but but I think that you know definitely traveling has certainly informed my thinking about listening about these topics um, to your exact point it's so different in so many other areas and of course um, I'm Kenyan American right? right my father's from Kenya mm-hmm. and when I went and visited there I became very clearly aware of how different my life would be had I grown up there instead of here mm-hmm. and I want to be really clear I'm not saying it's better or worse I'm just saying different yeah. right I mean you know had I lived on the farm where my Grandmother lived, you know, my father's mother. Um, there's not a lot of bandwidth there, you know. It's an agricultural community. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of wealth there. Um, you go into the city, and of course there is, but right. the but the gap between the have and the have-nots is very very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the access to education, especially for women, uh, girls, young girls, and women, is very you know, uh, questionable sometimes it's not equal amongst everyone. Mm. So, you know, um, given those things, I'm really clear about the opportunity that I have, um, working here. Sometimes I pinch myself that I ended up in Microsoft, one of the best companies in the world and the kind of role that I have that I get to really have an impact. And I have absolutely zero intention of wasting that. Yeah because I could be an awesome chicken farmer right now, you know, and that would be fine, mm-hmm. but but instead I have a different opportunity and that yeah. opportunity allows me to empower others and that's what I'm all about, that you know. So whether I'm doing it for teams or whatever product I'm doing it for, yeah. what I like about the product, though, I have to say is never before in my career has my professional life and the product I'm working on uh, dovetailed and complimented so perfectly what I am personally passionate about mm-hmm. and for me that's my career success right. everything I'm personally passionate about I get to work on as a part of my daily job right. um, and that is an earned gift you know and I'm very grateful for it yeah. uh, it's definitely something new I'd say in the last four or five years that's come together and continues to evolve so you know if folks out there it, you know, if you don't feel that like, go after it Figure out what it is one step at a time. Mine has continued to evolve. It wasn't like I had some perfect plan. There is no such thing as a perfect plan. <laughs> Note to self for all the PMs out there. There is no perfect nope. plan. Perfect does not exist. You have to just be nimble yeah. and, like, figure it out.
1: Yeah. I was listening. I saw uh, one of those, you know, Gary V. Yes, like, yeah. I saw one of his, and he was talking to a 22-year-old the other day, and she called in and I was asking questions because she wants to be a millionaire at 25 and all mm. of this stuff. And he was like, no, no. Mm-mm. You will not do that. He's like, maybe at 36. He's like, what did you do this weekend? Did you hang out? Did you go yeah. do this, do that? And she's like, I worked with my mom and did it. And he's like, for real? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you know what I did in my 20s? Worked all the time. Right. Because I want the long game. Yes. You know? And so it is, there is... There's talent, and there's where you're plopped into the world, and then there's hustle. There's hustle, yeah. I definitely, you know.
0: And the other thing also is about priorities. Why? My question to that woman would have been, why do you want to be a millionaire? What do you think that's going to get you? Right. Because I guarantee you, I feel like I have more freedom than a lot of those folks. Mm -hmm. I have freedom. I have impact. I have respect in my community. I have all the things I ever dreamed of and a wonderful personal life uh, and all that stuff that goes with that. So, you know, money is not the answer. No. Wish for something else. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just out there. Just don't wish for money. Wish for something else. Wish for freedom. Wish for health. Wish Wish for something that is meaningful versus you know um the because the financial reward look the only reason i can say that is because all my bills are paid and my car starts because that isn't all wasn't always the case in my life Uh um but but the truth is that that's not what i really care about now now that i do have a little money in the bank and my car does start every time i put my key in it um i come to realize that that's not what i should be wishing for
1: yeah absolutely and it the thing is is about that is that it happens to all of us and at different periods of time, you know, it's like you can be doing really well and all of a sudden yeah. the bottom falls out of exactly. it, you know, and a lot of the times you don't always see that or hear it from people, right? but that happens and it happens to a lot of us and it's just, you know, I remember not Life too changes. long ago and you're like, oh my goodness, this debt or this thing happened or this, you know, disease or whatever. Like yes. All those things can come up. And that's the other thing about, I think, the belonging piece of this. Is, I think is so important. I know you do, too, is that it's like cultivating beautiful, deep, strong friendships.
0: So yeah. important because that's what's going to carry you through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I absolutely know the difference in that. When 9-11 happened... I was in the first year and a half of owning my own company, mm-hmm. and all of my customers were in New York. Wow. And that that destruction of my business in 30 seconds, because nobody's, you know, I did um, uh, marketing consulting and website design and event management and production nobody cared nobody's of doing that everything came to a screeching halt in a way that no MBA program is ever going to teach you how to manage yeah. that was the best business yeah. administration course I ever had managing through an instantaneous downturn yeah right
1: with one of the most tragic yes things that have, exactly you know, like, and
0: you know and and uh, you know the tech bubble bursting and all these things happened and yeah that changed my life in an instant I had to figure out how to pivot yeah. and it was extremely difficult and very stressful and yeah. actually Really contributed to the demise of my first marriage for sure because of that level of stress. Yeah, Um, well,
1: you drop a pebble into a lake, and people think you know it's just that person. And in my personal life, too, I've had some really major traumatic things happen, and you know, and that's on such a global level. And some of the things happened that well, the thing that happened this week in New Zealand, yes, it's like. It rocks. It it doesn't. It rocks everybody in that community. It rocks the world. It rocks our global energy, our global consciousness. And it it's, does. It's like and it's like the lessons that you get out of those things. You just like, what's the silver lining? And 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 well, there isn't a silver. But it's it's right. a confusing time. But it also. You, right, you have to figure it out and go
0: go to, the, go to the next step of the next day. That's right. Step by step. And and I'm sure that the folks, you know, the two MVPs that we lost, I know, you know. we had a moment of silence um, for one of the gentlemen here, and then I was reading online there was a second mm-hmm. identified. Um, you know, I know there's no yeah, silver lining for their family. No. But what I will say is that, The depth of depravity that we're seeing in some of these violent attacks just makes the work we are doing in diversity, inclusion, and belonging and empowering everyone all the more important. I believe that the cornerstone of a lot of this strife comes to, comes from the inequality of class that is, exists around the world Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you were in Venezuela and other situations people are struggling for food, right like if, you know, I stood there just the other day standing there looking at my pantry, and it is overflowing with food. And there was a beautiful time picture of the, of the protests that are going on down there. And I was just thinking, again, it's, it's the luck of, of a geography, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. you know, born here, living here, I can go to Safeway and go to the grocery store and get whatever I want, mm-hmm. um, assuming that I have a job, because not everyone here does. But I really think that we have to, and in technology in particular, we can use technology to democratize opportunity. And I am so dedicated to that, and I'm just so happy to work in a place where I know that the leadership is also dedicated to really empowering others. That's not just some, some mission statement, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's actually a thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have got more MVPs out and about. So I want to ask you one more question, though. Sure. Um, about, you know, we talked, we talked, we dipped into sort of personal life a bit, and just so i know how i know your busy schedule i mean you and i catch up like in brief text messages <laughs> and on teams and you know this that yeah good right are you, yeah yeah and then look, luckily we get to see each other in person quite a bit but um, how do you how do you turn off what's your how, oh. do, you, how do you get away from things
0: and you know just take a moment and stuff it's really easy for me i don't have a problem unplugging good i really never have Um, i don't either really you (laughs) know but a lot of people do um first off i love what i do so it doesn't feel like work to me number Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. number two when i go home my dogs and my husband you know they deserve my attention and i give it to them Mm -hmm. i'm not one of those people that's in my phone 24 seven. i know how to turn it off Um, i don't have on notifications on my phone because i'm on it all the time Mm -hmm. and when i'm not it's because i need to not be on it right um and so nobody questions you know my commitment to my role and i'm not neurotic about it Mm -hmm. you know if my boss really needs to find me she has my cell phone number she'll call right um so i'm not worried about that um and also i love to cook Uh you can't think about microsoft teams or sharepoint when you're chopping onions (laughs) you just can't so i really use cooking as my thing um and i and i love to do that um but you know um, and maybe it's because of the things I've been through in the past. I'm not at all willing to sacrifice my personal life for um, my career. I already did that once. wasn't good. Yeah. And I'm a better uh, person in my career because of the absolute sanctity and happiness of my marriage and my home with my two dogs, which I post a lot about on Twitter. So, um, you know, they're really, really important to me. And they are the... the the, you know, literally, the wind beneath my wings. Oh, yeah. I would not be as successful as I am today without my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of my chief cheerleaders, right. and he's so supportive. And so I just try to try to give it back. Yeah. You know, when I'm there. So yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But mm-hmm. I tell you, those notifications. Everybody seems addicted to notifications on their phone. Turn them off for a week. Yeah. Who cares? You know, it's
1: uh, the, the experiment. Uh, is uh, the great yeah. Experiment. Experiment.
0: Because you know something. I don't know. I'm not doing brain surgery here. I'm doing Microsoft Teams adoption, yep. and yes, things are important, but nobody's going to bleed out if I don't see that issue for another 20 minutes or an hour or until the next morning. Yeah. I'm entitled to get my sleep, yep. uh, and we are in a worldwide business, and so I do have to be pretty hardcore about that. Otherwise, I really could work 24-7 yeah. uh, because of a you know, European schedule, India, Africa, time. I mean, people are always up and always have questions, yep. so I definitely uh, do that. But let's be clear. I do work a lot of hours when yes, I'm working. Yes. I work a lot of hours, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. I love the people. I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. To me, this is my time. Yep. And I just want to rock it. I don't yeah. want to waste this opportunity to help others. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's going to come back like this again yeah. in this particular way. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of energy right now, so I want to. I want to leave something behind.
1: Yeah. So I bit,
0: I'm on a bit of a mission.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I know. It's, I think about. I think I just wrote something about. You know, in, about. International Women's Day I was like in 200 years I want to be part of the brave people in the world that helped yes. us find our equality and balance
0: that's exactly right right, right? this is our chance yeah. I, you know I have the energy to still do the work you know maybe 50 hours 50-60 hours a week but I have the wisdom now of what work to do Right. Yeah. And I don't much waste my time on stuff that isn't impactful. Yeah. Uh, Politics, personal one way or the other. I just don't because life is too short. How many years do I have left? Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it, you know, I mean, and so uh, I just feel like now's the time to hit it hard. And then I can look back on everything we've done and be happy about it. And you will be a big part of that, by Uh, the way. And high five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's right on. I was I don't know, a few years ago I was in a meeting and at an event, Life is Beautiful in Vegas, it was the yeah. first one, a festival and uh, I was in a room and a guy started talking and he was like, well, I'm 42 years old so with a life expectancy of a man, that means that I have about, I don't know, like say 40, 45 birthdays, Christmases, Thanksgivings blah 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 left and I was like I wasn't really paying attention to him because I was literally at a bar with a friend because it was in a bar. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" And I turned around. I was forty-two at the time. Yeah, and I turned around and I was like, "Nobody did the math for me."
0: That's right. Before I've done the math, and yeah, well, I've done I'm the, doing math. the math. Now. <laughs> it's right. I mean? it's That's right. Like, That's why I'm on a mission. Yeah, there's not that much time. Yeah, and so you know, because of the kind of change that I want to continue to drive is not small, yeah. and the things I want to leave behind, you know, and this isn't look, maybe the stuff I'm going to leave behind in 20 years, nobody will care about, but I don't care. I care about it now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not about other people's opinions. It's about my opinion of myself. Yeah. And, and maybe part of it is I don't have children, so the, the things that I do are my legacy. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I, there's a lot of young people in my life, so they are too. But, mm. but, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I can sit around and watch Netflix later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can do a lot of those things later. And and I also want to feel like when I finally do, like, retire with my husband and we're traveling and what have you, I don't want to feel like I left something undone. Yeah. So I'm super focused on that. And besides, you know, with everything going on in the world, now's the time to lean in. If you've got communication skills and you've got real empathy that you can action – Uh, then now's the time to bring it into the world because it's needed. There's too much of all this divisive, uh, aggressive uh, conversation that lacks empathy um, and that does nothing but divide us further. So we need to be the alternate voice. Yeah. Why why not?
1: talked about humans and tech
0: yeah you know yeah humans in the world, yeah, just being human, and we need more examples of that, and yeah. you know, I feel like um I was gifted with the gift of gab by my family. <laughs> I want to turn it into a force for good, yeah, because I've certainly used my talent for talking for not good things. <laughs> So I'm making up for that. You totally <laughs> I've God. weaponized my speech more than once. Right. So I'd like to turn it into something that is uh, the more yeah. meaningful than that. Well,
1: <laughs> I think you have and you continue to do so. so. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you, thank you. I appreciate, Absolutely. I always appreciate, I appreciate you, I appreciate everything that you do, Absolutely. and thank you for having me on your cast. Absolutely, awesome. I know. This is
1: a makeup for a session that got lost <laughs> with a bad mic hit. So, you know, <laughs> We're le- oh, so we're always learning, everybody. Always learning. Always learning. You know, so. yep. All right. Well, Carawana, thank you again. You're welcome. So, everyone, that was another Maven's Do It Better podcast. And you can find us at the usual places on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and at the mavensdoitbetter.com website. And we will put all of Carawana's information in the show notes so you can follow all the goodness that she is doing. Thanks, everyone. And here's to another big, blue, beautiful spinning sphere day. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.